Well, welcome to our last face-to-face class. It's December the 8th, 2010. The semester is almost done. And make sure you check in with our attendance. Today, the majority of the time, we're going to spend with some sharing for folks who want to talk about their Scratch projects. And I want to begin with two things. First of all, an apology because, as some of you alerted me, thankfully, um, there was some confusion that I caused about the deadline for the Scratch project, and apparently I had said at one point the 12th of December rather than the 5th. So I will be happy to accept your project for full credit if you have not submitted it until now, and I think most of you have. But if you want to do any tweaks or changes to it, I'll be happy to do that as well. I apologize for not having that deadline clarified, and I want to thank those of you who let me know via email about that confusion. So that's item number one. Um, Item number two is uh, just to tell you, and I could wait till the end of the class to say this, but just how much I have enjoyed the chance to be able to teach and spend time together. I hope that you've learned. Um, Never underestimate how important our roles are as teachers and educators. We are beat up all the time in in the press and the media, but Teaching is a mission, and it is far more than just what we get paid to do. You probably have teachers that you can think of right now who made an impact on you, maybe for the good, maybe for the bad, but teaching is a vital, important thing that we do, and I want to encourage you to continue always learning and always being open to getting better, because it doesn't matter how old you are, you can always get better. I did place on your desk an optional survey, which in no way, shape, or form affects your grade. This is a survey about attitudes towards science and technology, which researchers here at North Texas are doing and would love to have your input. You do not need to put your name on this. This is anonymous. You can complete this at any time uh, during class or if you want to do this afterwards um, and just set it up here, and I will turn these in, um, and that will help the research, which is trying to investigate what are primarily student perceptions about science and technology and math, but it helps to have opinions of others as well. So please don't answer that like you think Wes wants you to answer it or like you think somebody else. Just answer it honestly. Um, It's anonymous and it's optional. Our video share for today uh, comes from SchoolTube. How many of you have heard of SchoolTube before? Anybody heard of SchoolTube? So it's good to know there are multiple sites for accessing video content and also publishing video content. Comment or question? Um, If you refresh our page, we've got um, this link down here at the bottom. This is called Learning to Change, Changing to Learn, and this is the kids' version. Um, You can, for your school, create a channel on SchoolTube. SchoolTube is different from YouTube in that it wants classrooms and schools to create these channels rather than having an individual's account. It is free to do. I think there's a a, a positive to it in that there's a lot less advertising. Um, Have you heard of TeacherTube? So TeacherTube is better known, but I feel like it's very cluttered with so much advertising. And uh, anyway, it's good to know about different places where we can 
published student work. So this is a video that was created by Pearson Education, who's a main publisher of educational textbooks and curriculum, along with COSIN, which is the Consortium of School Networking. And they created this video, I think, in 2009. It'll stay at the end. And it's called Learning to Change, Changing to Learn Student Voices. And this was a video follow-up to one that they did, which basically included teachers, administrators, professors, talking about changes in technology and learning. Technology is just so convenient, regardless of what medium you're using it for, like music production, film production, sound production, writing. I mean, even writing. Writing and reading have been taken over by technology. I've actually used computers much before to read. Some of my earliest memories are having amazing amounts of fun with Microsoft Ball. Uh, as far as a laptop goes, it's a bare necessity. There's, there, you can't, I can't live without a laptop. And my phone is like almost like my third hand. I keep it with me everywhere. It's like, even when I don't bring a purse, my phone is the only thing I bring. I've had, I mean, Nemesis before, so I could bring past the Game Boy, of course, the PSP, a GameCube, uh, and, and most recently an Xbox 360. Music takes part in every single day of my life. If it was like glued to me, I wouldn't mind at all. I make anything that would have been ordinary extraordinary I go to school, uh, go to I make sure it's clear along the way because Twitter is something I find very important to me. MC Hammer actually has a Twitter, and so I follow him on Twitter. On a scale of 1 to 10, I am a probably 9.5 of a texter. I do it all the time, absolutely all the time, more so than talking. I do not like it when people use OMG, LOL, BRB. Um, I hate it. My least favorite is when they say you, like letter you instead of Y-O-U. Because, I mean, I'm a person. I'm not a computer. And if I didn't have computers, I would say a lot of my hobbies that take up most of my time, I wouldn't have. But I'm, a, I'm a Japanese, and I do a lot of that through the internet. I'm kind of new to music making. I just started uh, some months ago, so... It's kind of a challenge for me so far. The process I go through is really just trial and error. With my MySpace, I can set it to like the colors that I want it to, the music that I want. Yeah, it's an extension of being who I am as a person. I would say that I'm one of those types of people who like to make websites. Well, this is one of the websites I created. It's called iMate. You can, like, upload your own photos. Like, I'm really a big fan of Shelly Sharkett. And, um, Alvin and the Chitons. They're just, like, really cute to me. And I just, like, like their, their personality and characters. I'd say being able to experiment with technology is really what makes it technology. If people didn't sit there and experiment with test tubes back in the days of Newton, nothing would have happened. It's paving the way for us to move forward as a species and a civilization. What we do in gaming, coordination and communication is very similar to what we do at school. So in the game, we have to talk to each other, we have to coordinate what we're going to do in order to make sure that we do it well. The exact same thing at school. We have to talk with each group member, we have to coordinate what we're going to do, what we plan, what our activities are in order to make sure that we get things done right and get things done on time. My phone, since it takes good pictures, like I can use it for projects all the time. I take pictures of my poster boards and then I can send them to my email and then I can just upload them online and then put on my website or anything of that sort so other people can see. Like in life, if, you, if you're playing a soccer game and you miss the shot, you can't go back to that. 
and while you're working on a computer, um, designing a site or doing your homework, you can just delete and do it again, start it. And so, like, that's the cool thing about technology is, it's like, you can change things whenever you want. When you have access to everything, you sort of learn how to know yourself better because you are forced to decide what to use and what to not use. I'd say technology does make you a better learner. When you're working with technology, you have to sit and figure out, okay, this is what I have to work with, these are my resources, and this is what I need for a final product. How can I make this work? And it, it can get people to think in a different way. Okay. I want you to take uh, 90 seconds, turn to your neighbor, and I want you to talk about what, how does that relate to us as teachers? You heard the kids say a lot of different things. So what? We're going to be teachers. If we are teachers, um, what did they say that we should take to heart? Okay, talk with your neighbor about that. The jarring bell. Maybe someday we'll do without the bell. We won't have those in school. Um, anybody want to share a thought? What'd you say? Share your neighbor's thought. Volunteer your neighbor. This is your last chance to do it in this class. Take advantage of it. Convenience. Absolutely. Have you had to do any microfish searches on Eric and that for any of your classes? Microfish? Anybody? You know, praise the Lord. Because <laughs> we used to like have to always do this microfish and print, and it was ten cents a, you know, printed page. And that's a small example. But yeah, big time convenience. What else? Easier to be organized with technology. I took a picture yesterday. I was, <clears throat> I was in a school in Irving, so I drove about an hour to get there. And uh, I actually asked, this is like one of the first pictures I took. So <laughs> this was one of the students' bags. <laughs> Oops, wait a minute, I've got to rotate that. Okay, so this is a sixth grader, right? <laughs> ah, shoot. Um, that was not probably the most organized 
school bag that I've ever seen. Um, is it hard to be organized? Yeah, I think. I mean, it depends on your personality. Some people naturally are. Some people struggle with that. Um, can you be disorganized with technology? Yes, my computer. Anybody have a desktop <laughs> on their computer that's like a mess? You know. Some of you are shaking your head. Some of you are nodding your head. It just depends, right? It depends how you want to organize and what you're going to do. I will tend to um, clean my stuff up when I go do a presentation somewhere. But, I mean, that's pretty messy, actually. And um, I have a folder that's, like, called old somewhere. See, old stuff. And it's just, like, all this <laughs> all this stuff that I moved in. So, I don't know if it's easy or not. Um, it kind of depends, but... We need to learn how to become organized with technology, right? There's only going to be more information. There's only going to be more web pages. Cell phones are going to become more powerful. More schools are going to have laptops. Less schools are going to buy textbooks. Those are probably all, like, 99% sure things. Some are, some are. Did you all hear that Google Books um, got announced this week? Google eBooks. Um, you know, I I personally think that. We need more than just electronic texts. You know, if the school's going to invest over $100 in a device, I believe it should be more than just a Kindle or a Nook. I think it should let us collaborate, should let us create, should let us share. But we're in the middle of this revolution. I mean, if you look at what fueled the Reformation in Europe, it was technology. It was the printing press. It was the ability to duplicate ideas and distribute them with a, a printing press where before, you know, it wasn't possible. And so, I mean, you know, lots of dynamic changes are going to keep happening. And I, the publishers want to remain relevant and they want to remain, you know, profitable, right? These are corporations. So they are having a transition. But ultimately, I think this revolution is going to benefit us as students, as teachers, and as consumers far more than it will benefit the textbook publishers because, you know, it's like 75 bucks, maybe $100 to buy a textbook. How many of you have bought a textbook over $100 for college? That is crazy! You know, I had a curriculum class when I was still going, uh, doing my doctorate and the book was like less than a half an inch thick and it was $120. I thought, that is just ridiculous. So, it's important to pay people for their ideas and reward them, but you see most ebooks today are being sold for ten dollars. And you know, that is radically different than, than other costs. Any other thoughts about that video or about what the students said in terms of think about teaching? Let's hear from this side of the room. We've had all the feedback over here. Someone over here. Well, I know, you do. But you know, I just want it to be balanced this morning. I want you all to feel left out. What is this called that we're doing right now? This is called wait time. It's important, right? It is. 
If you wait long enough, people do share. But a lot of times we get uncomfortable with wait time. <laughs> Somebody on this side of the room, a thought. Something that your neighbor said, something that you said about the video. thinks their neighbor had a good thought. We've got some whispering on the front row. thought that you talked about with your with your neighbor related to the video, the way that students talked about technology yeah, with teaching. My neighbor first he spoke about that one kid who said he followed in the camera on Twitter like who does that? <laughs> <laughs> after after that we spoke about I mean these kids are like glued to these devices and I mean to find any way to help them with these devices through like learning and education would be just the greatest thing ever because I mean they're on them all the time anyway. I mean like if I got emails from my teacher when I was in high school, you know, and I needed to talk on my phone, it would have been a lot better instead of me having to go get on my computer and email if I could just email her on my phone it'd been a lot better. So. That's right. How many of you got the text message this morning about our wiki, you know, stuff coming? I mean I Personally, that has been, I like that tool better than anything else we've done because studies show everybody looks at a text message, you know, like less than 60 seconds after they get it. Way over 90% of people do. But you're right about being glued to the devices. And so here's like a non-academic thought on that. As you are scoping the world for your husband-to-be, or maybe you're already married, um, and I needed this from my wife too, it is important to think about giving our full attention to people. And so that's a litmus test for dating that if you have if you're dating someone and you've just, you know, invested all your time to get ready and you're having that meal and they're taking those calls, I mean, I think that says something about that person. And it's a good thing to talk about. I really have just, you know, in the last two years learned this with my wife. Like we're gonna have a date Friday. Woohoo! You know what I'm gonna do? I am not going to be on my phone. I am not going to have it off. Like that is one of the biggest gifts I can give is that my full attention, right? And we need to talk to our kids about this too. I mean, you all have an opportunity to give your attention in class, but in dating and and in dating, hopefully it doesn't end when we get married, right? Um, That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. So I had a friend who's passed away that was in my men's group in Texas, and he said that when he goes to lunch, if some like 30-minute lunch, and if somebody can't, he knows they're important, okay? We're all important people. But if they can't just sit down for 30 minutes and give him that time, wow, that just says a lot. And probably he doesn't go out to lunch with them anymore. So anyway, there's a lot of sides to this. There's a lot of stuff people haven't figured out because we didn't have these issues before. But, um, yes? Um, I'm going to say... 
because there's so much technology and business that you feel like they're not going to play outside as much and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of a big concern. It's huge. Yes, absolutely. So the best book I could commend to you, this is one of these books that my wife read, but I've just heard about. It's called Last Child in the Woods. Have you heard of it? It talks about Richard Liu. He talks about how important it is to have unstructured time in natural places. Think of all the things you learned in recess. Did everybody have recess, hopefully, at some point? Okay, a lot of things we learn in recess, right? A lot of important things. A lot of times we have to organize games. We got to be, you know, working out different social dynamics. But being able to be in natural places and discover stuff, oh my gosh, it's so important. We bought a trampoline for our kids this year in part because of that concern. Um, one of the photos that's actually pretty popular, and um, who knows, you may see this again. Um, I'll just do kids' laptops, and I'm going to say images. And maybe it won't just come up on a Google search, but there's a, a image that I published on my blog a while back. Did any of you watch cartoons on Saturday mornings, or was that after? Okay, this was a Saturday morning at our house, you know, a couple of years ago. And it's like, okay, we kind of need, need to go out and ride our bikes. We need to go out and, you know, so it's very important. So I hope you've heard over the course of the semester, in addition to how important teaching is and our role as educators, I hope you've also heard um, my encouragement for us all to remain critical consumers of technology, not to simply just have techno-lust. Ooh, look at this. It's just the best thing in the world. It's going to solve all our problems. No, probably it's going to introduce more issues and more problems, and we totally need to think about leading active lives, getting exercise, being outside, um, going on dates and not letting our text message or our phone you know, interrupt us and communicate to, to our significant other that really they're not that important. I mean, all those are, are big things. So, uh, good video. I did include a link on our page to other videos. Uh, it says more videos. This is a page on my blog. Uh, which I entitled Videos for PD. What does PD mean? You think? Professional development. That's right. So these are all videos that I think are, are great. Some are funny. Um, some are student-created storytelling projects. Some are about cyberbullying, creative commons. There's a whole bunch. I've only shown you a couple of those. So um, I'll continue to keep that updated. And one of the things that I didn't teach you, and I'm not going to have well, take the time, make the time to do, but there's a link on this page that does, is how you can download a YouTube video. How can you download it so that it is available for you to just play off your computer? And there are five different websites there. This one is called Zamzar, which is one way to do it. Um, the one I like and have, have been using the most is called, oh, shoot, I don't know what that is. That was dangerous. Uh, yeah, really a bad idea usually to... Just type in addresses that you haven't gone to before. All right, this is called kickyoutube.com. So you go to a YouTube site, and instead of the www dot, you put in the word kick. Um, or you can put the word save or the word kiss. All of those work. And then what it does is it gives you a link, and you can download the video so you can have it right on your computer. That means if you're in a place, a school, that doesn't have access to YouTube, you can play it. It also means that 
you don't have to wait for the internet to be fast and or just the internet to download. So be aware that those things are available. For our app, well, before the app share, I want to share this. Uh, I had breakfast this morning with a world famous, I think, uh, research scientist who does research on cancer. Um, when, as I've been uh, staying in Denton two nights a week this semester, I have stayed at a great bed and breakfast, and they gave me a good, a good deal, and it's just been wonderful. But Jacob Hochman from Israel, who lives in Jerusalem, was at Texas Women's University yesterday giving a lecture about cancer research, and I had breakfast with him, and I talked with him. And <clears throat> a couple things to say. Number one, I got his name because I wondered, hmm, is he on Google? Yeah, sure is. Out of 130,000 hits, there he is. Um, he's an associate professor as well as a researcher. And, oh, imagine this. He's on Facebook. Okay? So I could now add him as a friend, send a, a friend request. And, wow, I have this opportunity now to remain in, in contact with him. Um, the thing that he talked about this morning, which was so poignant to me, was he talked about how important thinking is and creativity. It's a lot easier for everybody to just sit in class and listen. Okay? And really, as a teacher, it's easier too. Okay? It's harder to elicit participation and to create a classroom culture where sharing is happening and we're participating. And that's what he was saying is the most important thing is to be able to think. And again, I hope in this class you have been encouraged uh, to find ways to help your students do that. Oh, my mom wants to FaceTime. Okay. I don't think this is going to work on... I don't think I can FaceTime with her. And it'll show up. But let's try anyway. I had asked her on Monday if she would be willing to give that a try. So I go to her name and it will go. It will have her numbers and contacts and stuff. And then at the bottom, there's a little link that says FaceTime. And then I FaceTime to her phone. Oh yeah. Well, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work. I'm not gonna take the time to connect to the Wi-Fi. So I gotta apologize to my mom real quick. Hang on. Um, I'm glad we got to demo that before. What would actually? I don't know. We can have a vote. We could do this, but I would have to download the software really quick and then um, run the software. Do we want to see a FaceTime demo of? Um, a video conference or skip that we've got to see it on Monday but anybody have an opinion if you have an opinion and you'd like to see that raise your hand okay raise your hand if you want to see that okay we have three votes if you don't want to see that for sure raise your hand hey we have many people that are passive <laughs> alright so the active, win- active ones win okay FaceTime for Mac okay I've got to Download the software. I haven't actually used this. I, I don't. I don't have. Um, my computer plugged in audio-wise to the speakers. So. All right. So it is just downloaded this program right now. This is a Mac-only program, and it's in beta. Who knows what beta means? What does it, what does it mean that the program's in beta? 
Greek yeah. Like the translated, yeah. What does it mean in this context? What's that? <laughs> That's true. Testing, right? Yeah, it means it's in testing. It means it is not perfect. It might crash. You know, might mess stuff up. Basically, they're saying that so that you won't get really mad at them if it doesn't work. Um, but it's a way of releasing things earlier and then giving people a chance to, to uh, give them a try and give feedback. So here it is. I've never used this program before, but this is the desktop version. Okay, it requires a supported camera. Well, that's bizarre. Huh. I've had that happen before with my... Um, where the computer thought that the camera was in use. Isn't that bizarre? Wow, okay. Shoot. <sighs> I can restart my computer and do it, and that'll work. So let me, um, let me show you one, one thing here, and then we'll restart, and we'll come back and do that in a minute. Before class, I showed you Lexame. Um, any of you play Words with Friends? What do you think? Is Lexame ethical? Sure. Definitely cheating. Is it using your resources or is it cheating? Lexame is an app that allows you to put in the characters that you have and it shows you all the words that you can make. You can put a space in if you've got a blank and it'll show you all those possibilities. So that was kind of a fun app. The one I uh, intended to show last time and didn't have a chance to is Audible. Who's listened to a book before on um, either cassette or CD? All right. I was not sure about this, whether Audible was going to be a good thing or not. And because I've got a, a three-hour commute, I went ahead and subscribed. And if you subscribe, you end up basically getting a, a book each month. And I think I, I pay maybe $15 a month. So um, this book called, called Horse Soldiers, oh, I just earned a badge. Wow, isn't that exciting? Um, was about it's an incredible story about our soldiers in 2001 after 9/11 that went over and um, worked with the tribes in Afghanistan and defeated the Taliban. I mean, you, it, they call it um, the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. You know, if you think about guys riding on horses um, with basically no um, modern uh, amenities in terms of technology, roads. And they are pulling out laser-guided um, uh, rifles or, or laser-guided devices that put a le- that put a dot on a target, and then GPS-guided bombs dropping from 20,000 feet, you know, off of planes. It's just it's pretty amazing. Um, so uh, the other book that I've been reading uh, or listening to, I say reading, it's called All of the Shah's Men. Um, anybody familiar with the? Um, first uh, overthrow of a, of a government that the United States did. And uh, anybody wonder why people in Iran, not everyone, but a lot of people in Iran really hate us. Um, they had a democratically elected government. We overthrew it in 1953. Um, Harry Truman, who was the president after FDR died in World War II, refused to overthrow the government. Um, anybody know why um, they wanted us to overthrow their government? Why? Why some individual? Who wanted us to overthrow their government? Anybody know? It's a three-letter word. Starts with O. There's a lot of money surrounded with it. Oil. Oil okay. 
Um, BP was originally called the, Air, the Anglo-Iranian Oil Company, and Churchill and others um, were very angry that Iran was going to nationalize their oil and wasn't going to let BP keep all of that money. And so when President Dwight Eisenhower became the president, and we had people like... Um, I'm trying to think of their Secretary of State um, and also the CIA Director. Alan Dulles was the CIA Director and his brother, uh, John Foster Dulles, was the Secretary of State. Basically, they said, you bet, let's go, CIA. And we overthrew their government, um, had him assassinated and killed. Then in uh, 54, we did the same thing in Guatemala with our bins, um, which led to decades of uh, rule in, in Guatemala of uh, death squads and things you've probably heard of before. A little thing called the Bay of Pigs came. Uh, 59, the CIA thought, oh, we'll get bailed out because, you know, in 54, that's what we did. We sent P-51s down to Guatemala. The military bailed them out. Anyway, it's amazing to be able to learn so much. And, you know, it's $15. It was a $15 um, book. The one other thing I'll say about this is I have learned and I'm really excited about the fact that you can bookmark things. So I've just been uh, listening to Philip Yancey's book called The Jesus I Never Knew. And if I flip this over, I'll pause it. You can actually make an audio note as you're listening to this. So when I was listening to chapter 7 at the 4 hour, 18 minute, 13 second point, I clicked this little button here in the bottom that says bookmark, and it says bookmark added, and then I can write down what I want. So, oh my gosh, that is huge to be able to not only listen to books when you're on a walk or you're on a commute or at any other time, but you also have the ability to make notes for yourself and... um, you know, go back and follow up with with those kind of things too. So I am going to now quit out of all my applications. And um, actually, I'm going to do this later as we um, when we do our sharing because otherwise I'm going to take all of our time. Um, Last link related to apps. Um, On your curriculum, I gave you a link that said more exclamation point after Lexime free. Have I told you about Applicious? Okay. This is not just iPhone or iOS. This is Android 2. Applicious is a website that allows, it does reviews, and there's different websites that do that, but it allows you to create a personal account, and when you synchronize your iTunes, you can synchronize all your apps. So here's the 415 apps that our family has installed to date, and many of them we've reviewed. Five bars is the top review, um, which is kind of cool to be able to uh, share that. You can also create uh, lists. So here's a list of my favorite photography apps. There's Pano that I've shown you, um, Diptych, other things like that. And you can share those with people. And uh, you can also follow folks. So um, 76 people are following me. I'm following eight people. So I can go to any of these people. Here's Lucy Gray, who originally told me about this. And I can see, look, Lucy has 542 apps. And here are um, things that she's picked. Oh, apps for New York City visitors. That's cool. I've never gone to New York City before. But if I do, then here are some apps. Time Out New York, Discovering Things to Do. It's called Every Block, lots of useful uh, information in cities, the New York subway map. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But this is a, is a very awesome website because it's free to use and it lets you create a profile. 
so that you can not only share with others, but you can track what other people do. You get to say what kind of things you like, like if you're a foodie, if you like music, if you like TV, if you're a book reader, and then um, it can generate recommendations. Um, it also lists activities. So, for instance, Lucy is um, an educator, and she uh, found this list of earth science apps that was created by Aline, and so there's earthquake map, earthquake light, Kilauea volcano, Hawaii, and ice seismometer. How cool is that? So you don't have to learn about this stuff when you come to class. You can st- you can you know continue to learn about it, and Appalicious is one of the best ways to do that. All right. Next thing to talk about is your portfolio assignment. Um, I did include a link here to what I had talked about, and I don't think there's any discrepancy here on what. Um, I'm asking for. Basically, you need to create a wiki site um, and do this by December 17th. So you've got uh, nine nine more days to do this. Um, We've got the resource page that lists these different examples. If you're not sure, I would recommend Wikispaces as a place to create a wiki. You just need an email to do that. After you create your wiki, I want you to include at least one image, one link to another web page, create one page on your wiki, a sub-page beside your home page, embed a video, and then link to five of your things that you've done in this class, which are your voice thread, your scratch project, your geo map, your screencast, and then one of your reflections, your favorite reflection that you wrote. Um, then you're just going to submit that in Moodle, and I'm going to have that up uh, later today so that you can submit that link, and you're going to get 100%. So um, that, that basically is the assignment. I do want to make one comment about reflections, and that is that not in many cases, but in at least one case this semester, um, I actually had shared a post that one of you wrote with uh, another teacher who's outside of our class. And the reason I did that was because the questions that were asked by a student in our class were ones I didn't know the answer to. But the person who created that K-12 video did, and so I had forwarded that to that person. Please know that you are never penalized for your opinions in this class. In in some cases, not too many, but in some, I may have posted something that I disagreed with you or I thought differently. You didn't get a worse grade, and you're not going to get a worse grade for having me disagree with you. Um, Sharing your thoughts and your ideas and understanding how... share. I mean, I would be so stupid as your teacher if I would pretend like I knew everything and I would limit your learning to just what I could tell you. So by opening up the door to use our blog to not only link to other resources but also to get other people in some cases to come to our class and share things, uh, that is what I hope you'll do in your class as well. So I just wanted to make a comment on that. Does anybody have a question about the wiki assignment or about what what needs to happen or anything about it? Yes? It's it's anything. Yeah, that does not have to be you. It does not have to have your name. You can completely make this anonymous as just a sandbox practice site. I want to encourage you to think about your professional portfolio. You can, if you want, register with your name. Wikispaces.com. You have to do that. No, but think about how people are going to find out about you when they Google you and how do they find the good stuff you want to share and not just the accidental stuff that maybe other people have posted or that's gone on. So if you want to do your avatar, that would be a fine image to, to put up. I just want you to get that experience of, of, of adding an image much the same way we've done with our blog posts. Um, there's an option to do that. 
Yes. On wiki spaces or um, when you were doing? Okay. Okay, that's a that's a great um, example. So let me let me do that as a demonstration. I'm going to open up a wiki that I've created on Wikispaces called Talk with Media, and I'll add a link to a blog post here. So on our um, class blog, when you go to a post, um, and I'll just do this and then delete. When I go to a post, okay, here's April's voice thread on Love You Forever. Um, there, you, you want to find the direct link to the post. When you're viewing your blog, this is your whole blog, there's a link here down at the bottom that says permalink. Okay, it's next to comments. That permalink is the one that you want to get. Okay, you want to copy that address. Well, for that extra link, I want it to be to something outside your blog. You'll you'll do links to blog posts. Uh huh. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you could, but I'd like for you to include at least one link to something that's not related to the class. So it could be to a Wikipedia article. It could be to the Scratch homepage. You know, somewhere like that. Great. Let me do both. I'll create a subpage and I will make a link. So whatever link that you want, you're going to copy the link. And then in Wikispaces, of course, you're going to need to sign in in order to get access. And the way that you create a subpage is um, over here on the right side. And it depends, I think this is probably true, the, sometimes this moves to the left. There's a little button that says new page. Okay, this is when you're signed in to your wiki, you should see an option that says new page. Um, it might also, you can uh, go under manage wiki and see the pages. And um, you can see all the pages that you have. Do you see that when you log in? Are you uh, using wiki spaces or... What are you using? Okay, and you're logged in? Okay. Yeah, you need to go to your wiki, right. Okay, and now... This is my profile. But I don't know where... Okay. I think you have to create a wiki. That's just the profile for your login. You have to actually create a new wiki. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. So it's not just your profile, but you're going to actually create a wiki that's going to be some name dot wikispaces dot com. Can you walk us through the whole process? So whenever we click on the space on the classroom wiki and professional portfolio page, which one of those should we pick? Okay. Um, I would recommend the one that says Wikispaces for Educators. Right. And when you it says create your free wiki, you put in your name that you want. 
probably to log in. Yeah, when I went back, Wikispace was registered. Uh-huh, right. Right. Okay, so yeah. do this first, yeah. and then it looks like that. Well, I've already logged in, right? Okay. So if if you haven't created an account, it's going to ask you to create an account and your wiki at the same time. Okay? If you've created an account, you can log in, and it's going to look like this to create a new wiki. If you don't, let me show that. I'm going to sign out. If you haven't created a wiki before, this is what it's going to look like when you click on it. You say, Wikispace is for educators, and it's going to look like this, okay? Because you don't have an account yet, you have to create your account and your wiki. So, some of you may... It can be anything. It could be, you know, LTC 4100 test. It's going to have to be a unique name, right? Because it can't be one that somebody else has. But, yes, it can be your name, um, first and last name. You, you can specify whatever you want, but it has to be a unique name, and the characters have to be between 3 and 32. You can't have more. Um, you'll want to leave it... Um, I would choose protected because people can view your pages... I mean, I can't. I won't be able to see your pages unless you choose one of the top ones. Um, but it's a good idea to do protected so that other people can't edit it, but they all get to see it. Okay. So when you have created your wiki and you've signed into it, you can add links and you can edit your page. Your wiki can have different looks. And so that's one of the things that you're going to choose is the look and feel of your wiki. All right? And there are different themes and colors that you can choose. And I've picked um, the, the glass theme. Okay? And I chose purple as my theme. You can, you know, choose whichever one of these that you want. You can choose to preview that. And it'll show you what that's going to look like. Some of them will have your links on the left. Some of them will have it on the right. You know, you choose the one that you want. And these are part of the settings that you have under Manage Your Wiki. Okay? You can always click to the top and you'll be able to go home to the first page. You will add links to your page by clicking Edit. And you have choices right up at the top, just like we do with our blog, for adding links, for adding images, uh, or other files and putting those here onto your wiki. I'm going to show you how to make a subpage, and then I'll add links and add a, add a video to show you that. So I'm going to add a new page that I'm just going to call um, LTEC 4100, okay? And I'm going to create it. This is a blank page that doesn't have anything on it, and what I want to do now is put some pictures on it, or put a picture on it, and I want to put some text. I'm going to say this is a sample subpage of my wiki. All right? How do you think I would put a link to this site on that page? What are the steps? Copy the link, right? That's always going to be the first, so you copy the link. And then over here, what do you think I'm going to do to put the link in? Good press would be to highlight words so it's naturally written and it doesn't have all the HTTP and all that stuff. You could just paste the link in. But I would recommend 
typing something and then highlighting it to say, I want that to be the link. Okay? What's the sort of universal icon for link? The chain, right? Chain link. And so here's the, the differences with the links. There are three different tabs here. One to a wiki link is another page of your wiki. Next is an external link, which is what we want. Okay? It's not part of that site. It's, it's outside. And then the third thing is an anchor, which is a, a place on that page. We are going to use external link, and we're going to paste the link in there. All right? That will make the external link work. If you try to put it in here, it won't, because that's a wiki link to a page on your wiki. If you don't have any pages when you click this, it won't give you choices. But it gives you all your pages right here on your on your um, underneath this drop-down menu. So you want external link and you want to paste it. What do you think the new window box is going to do if I check it? Make make that link open up in a new window when people click on it. It's up to you. You don't have to do that. But that is the way that you make a link. And then when I click save, then my page has the text and the the link that I put into it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put a quick Flickr image in or quick uh, picture in. And um, then I will do a video. So here is a photograph of my kids that I took Sunday night. I can you know, choose the, the size that I want. How will I copy this? How do we do this for our Google Map assignment when we needed to get a picture? <laughs> he does look a lot like me. A um, couple ways. We can right-click and copy the location, or, as you said, we could download it. We could save it to our computer. So I'll do that. I'm going to say save image as, or be a good place to put this so I can get to it quickly. Put it on the desktop. How about that name? Is that a great name? Pretty bad name. Okay. Convoluted name. So these are skills you've done before. We've, we've done these before with our Pechacucha and, and presentations. But, you know, any image that you want. It doesn't have to be a personal image. Now, how do you think I get to edit this page and put a picture on it? We've got to click edit. Okay. We're in the view mode because we're signed in. But we go to the edit mode. And in this case, what do you think the, the image button is going to be? File, okay? Because you actually can put things besides images here. You can put PDFs, um, and you've got to upload the file just like an attachment. So you will find the picture that you want. That's why putting it on the desktop was a good thing. And once you find it, it's just going to upload it, and you can click on it to put it in. Okay? That's the same way that you put in a, uh, a, a different kind of file, like a Word file or a Excel file, a PDF, something else like that. All right? So I need to put my other links to my other projects, and I'll get, you get those on your blog. The last thing I'll show you is of, um, how to do a video. And let me use the video that we did today, this Changing to Learn. You can do any video you want. You do not need to do... I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's, there's any video, um, there's no restrictions. I mean, obviously do an appropriate one. Um, what am I going to get here to embed the video? Can anybody see on the screen what I need to get? The link up at the top is not what I need to embed the video. 
Embed code, okay? So, on YouTube, that looks different than on SchoolTube. Um, YouTube videos that we've done. Here's the traditional. Yes, question. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, just grab one of the ones that we've done. It doesn't have to, you know, don't spend hours scouring for videos, right? You're not going to be graded on how good is the video you embedded. I want you to just embed a video to show that you can do that. So if you wanted to do Kevin's video here, underneath it, it says embed, and there's the code. I could copy it. That's what that looks like for YouTube. On the video we saw today on SchoolTube, it's over here on the side, and there it is. I copy the embed code. The process is going to be the same. Instead of putting in a, a, an image and saying a file, you are going to choose... What do you, what's your guess based on the pictures up here at the top? There's a picture of a link. There's a picture of a square that I guess looks like a mountain with a sun. There's a picture of a television. And there's a, it says table and looks like a spreadsheet. The widget, right? The TV, right? It's a movie. So widget means more than just video, but that is what we're going to do here. So it gives you all these choices that you can use, and when you put in video, it gives you choices. Is this going to be from YouTube or TeacherTube or Google Video or Blip? Well, no, this is going to be actually SchoolTube. So I click Other, and it gives me this blank space, just like we have on our um, blog where we paste in that code. You do not need to know what that code means. Um, and if it gives you that kind of a, of a message, um, I don't know. Let's just click. It's not going to let me do it? Huh. Okay. All right, good. Well, maybe, huh, that's interesting. I have, I'm, yeah, maybe it's the way that SchoolTube does it. I may need to do a YouTube one, and it may not work for this one. There's different ways to embed video. Um, so I'm going to do this YouTube one instead. I mean, may, maybe there's something about the way SchoolTube is doing that. I haven't run into that before. So I'll paste in that YouTube and click Save. And right now, it just looks like a widget. But when I save the page, it will expand it out to be the embedded video that I can play right there on the page. So this right now is a completed wiki, um, except... I, I would need to link to my, my projects, my voice thread and my screencast and stuff like that. It has a link to, well, it needs a link to another site. It has a picture, it has a video, um, and it has a subpage. Yes, changing the look. All of those things, the settings, the control panel, if you will, is here underneath Manage Wiki. And that... Okay, it'll, you'll need to go to your wiki. So if you're on your profile, see you're on your profile, actually click on your wiki. So click on one of them that you've made. You've, okay. you've collected two of them. Okay, and here you've got manage wiki. Okay, so if you're on your dashboard, go to your wiki. And this is, and when you go to your wiki, then 
Oh, there it is. It should have the edit and manage wiki. Okay. It's going to depend on the theme that you choose where they put it. It may be at the top, it may be on the left, it may be on the right, but it's going to look like this sort of gear cog or something. I mean, it kind of looks like a wheel. And then you're going to, under settings, see look and feel, and you'll get to choose it. Okay, good question. Bless you. All right. Um, something to know is, you know, you've got a history to the wiki, so it's going to always show you um, the history of the pages that are created. Um, there's going to be a way to see recent changes. So you can see that LTEC was edited. And this is the same kind of thing you can do with your students. When you're working together on a wiki, you can see who did the editing, what time they did it. Oh, wow, look how late they were up last night. Oh, gosh, they just did that 10 minutes ago. I mean, all of that is recorded. So, Okay, any other questions about the wiki assignment? Yes. Okay, good question. The question is, is there a way to not have it show up here? Um, which is something I might want to do here because this is a different workshop and there it says LTAC 4100. Underneath, when you're logged in, underneath all the links, there's a button that says Edit Navigation. And by default, this includes um, everything that's in your wiki. Okay? It just does that automatically. If you don't want that, you can delete it and make your own list of links. So I could delete that and say um, um, student um, tutorial examples. And then I could highlight and make this a link. So you're, you can basically make your own link list. And, I mean, I just continue, you know, continue to make them, and it will replace that automatic list. I'm going to cancel this because I'm going to keep this automatic list. But if you don't want automatically every page to be listed, you'll edit the navigation and delete that widget and then put in the ones that you want. Yes? Do you not have it on our Moodle yet to turn it in? No, I'm going to do that today, and it'll, it'll be available. Other questions about our wiki assignment? Yes. So you'll click on the top basically to go to the home. So if you click on your name there at the top or the little um, flower thing, no, click back. Um, click there on your flower. Um, then you're on the home page and you can click edit and, and edit it. I, because I was talking about video in this particular wiki, I put a little icon of the clapboard on there and made that my top icon. But that's like home. You can click on that. It's a flower pot, I think, when you start. You can click on your flower pot icon at the top and it'll take you back to the beginning. Um, when you click on the, um, when you're on your wiki, so go to your wiki. See, you're on your profile. You're on your okay. account. Go to your wiki. Okay. Now, every time you click okay. on that flower pot, it will go back to your home. It will go back to the home page, so then the start here, page. Then you what was that? Twelve o'clock. 
Yeah, and so now you'll edit it and replace it. Right. I think it's 12 o'clock. I think we're good. Okay, last thing I guess I need to do here is I'm going to delete this page because this was just a practice page. So everything that's a setting is underneath Manage Wiki. And when I go to my pages, I can do different things to my pages, like delete them. So I'm going to delete this page that I just created by selecting it and choosing delete. Okay? That page has been deleted and it's been placed in the recycle bin. So it doesn't show up here and it's gone. I know that you are not going to be comfortable doing everything with a wiki. Do not worry if it doesn't look wonderful. I want to introduce you to this tool and I want you to think about this whole idea of a professional portfolio because just like we saw in these example wikis, teachers are using wikis today in wonderful ways to connect their classroom to content and I would say being able to do this is one of the most important skills that you'll, that you'll have. Okay? I, I showed you last time this one from uh, Mrs. Rain's biology in Yarmouth. I mean, all of us need to be able to do this, to be able to create a place where we make links, we put pictures, maybe we put some video, but we create a space for our students to get to content. Yes? Um, yep. Um, do I go under wiki, under insert link? Do I put it under the wiki? Okay, if it, is it to uh, your wiki? That's where you want everything on my wiki, right? Well, is it a link to something outside yes. the class? It's external. Okay. An external link means it's not a page on your wiki. No. So if it's CNN or right. Fox News right. or the MIT Scratch site, those are all external so links. You'll paste it in. No, you've got to copy it first. Always copy your links from your web browser. I wouldn't recommend guessing. Like, let me just type it. Uh-huh. You'll just paste it in. Okay, so what about under link text? I put it there as well. Well, if you want text to show instead of the address, then that's what you do. But as, so as we said, the best practice is type what you want to say. I love this video from PBS and highlight it, okay? Just like you bold text, you underline text, you highlight it and make that a link. And that's really the best practice for linking is to write in natural English, okay. not click here, you know, just like this is a great video about blah, blah, blah. Make that the link. Okay, okay? question in the back. Yes? I want at least one external page. I mean, that can be the uh, scratch. That can be to. Uh, well, okay, that's right. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Well, what would that link be? What I meant by that was, it's not our blog, or it's not. You know, it's like made by somebody else. How should I? That's a good point. Absolutely. So let me. Um, what should I, how should I change that language to make that clear? A website, instead of saying not related to our course, a website not created by your instructor or classmates. How about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it can be anywhere. 
I want you to just, that way you have both kinds of links. Because there's two kinds of links. Links to your pages on your wiki, and then links that go out to other places. It's up to you. It doesn't matter. I mean, it opens it in a new page. So if you want that, do it. But it's up to you. Yes. Yeah, it can be anywhere. I just want you to have at least one external link. Would you click save? Okay. All right. Um, Please use the button at the top of your wiki that says help. Okay? Because all of the instructions about how to edit a page, how to manage files, all of that is here. And again, one of the reasons for giving you this assignment is I want you to use that help. Um, You want to encourage your students, as I'm trying to do with you, to be independent learners, to not be dependent on you. And basically, you know, by the time we get to college, wow, it's really hard because so much of learning is in that kind of dependent model. Um, So don't hesitate to, um, and I'm going to be much more better about checking my email these last two weeks of our class. I'm not going any, not traveling anywhere, going anywhere. Um, but, you know, check your help and, uh, you know, Google for your answer and, and play, okay? See what you can do experimenting around um, in order to get your wiki with those basic requirements. Yes? Where do I add the page and why do I need to add the page? Well, you need to create another page. Like Mrs. Rains here, she's got a link to her homework page. She's got a link to her life unit eco column. A subpage is just... It's a second page, another page on your site. The reason is, if you tried to put all your information on the home page, it'd just get too messy. It'd be too busy. Okay. So in organizing content and presenting content, you think about how to break it up into pieces. And so you might have a page for your reading, and you have a you know page for math, and a page for social studies, or, or you know whatever. So I just go to the left corner where it says new page. Mm-hmm. And you make a new page. And that page will automatically be linked here on the side for you to, you know, for other people to link to it. Okay. Okay. Well, was that helpful to cover that? All right. Any other questions? Because really that's probably more important than, we're going to do our scratch sharing, but that's probably even more important. Okay. Last thing to do is, um, we are going to invite folks who would like to to come up and share about their Scratch project. And I have created a peer feedback form. This in no way, shape, or form affects anybody's grade. It is simply an opportunity to be able to give feedback. Just like we have before, I created a free form on Google Docs, um, which you can create. We've done a map, but you know, we, you, can, you can create these kind of things. And I have just listed everybody who signed up we may not have time for everybody to go, um, but this is, you know, how do you encourage your class to be creative? That's a challenge, right? Um, I think a big part of that is, is sharing, so I want to stop talking and give you all a chance to come up. So um, it's optional. You do not have to fill out the form, but if you want to, that will be a way to provide some feedback to your classmates. And it's just a very simple rubric. It just asks you the category for their project, you think, um, how creative it was, and then both what you liked best about it and maybe some suggestions for improving. And if you share, I'll email you your results, um, what people said. So would anyone 
like to share their Scratch project. And if you have a flash drive, you can bring it up, or if you shared it on the, flat, on the uh, website of the Scratch community, you can bring it up that way too. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, some scratch, some scratch laughter. All right. Please make sure you tell us um, your name and your project uh, title. And I do have an other blank. So if there's somebody who didn't sign up on our full, on our sheet that wants to share, go ahead. Um, feel free to raise your hand and come on up, and we can pencil in or write in your. Okay, I'm Abigail Evans, and you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vic. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitz. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it goes. All of the other reindeer. Used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you die at my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved it as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you go down in history. All right, um, go to your script real quick and just tell us briefly, um, how did you do it? What were some of the things you learned to make your project? Okay, this took me a long time. My first two videos that I did were really simple and just had like, minor animation. And so what I did was um, I went back to those tutorial tapes, the PDFs that you posted, and then I also went on Scratch and kind of like, I'm a visual learner, so if I can see what someone else did like through their scripts, and I'm like, oh, okay, like I can do that too. So I went on there and found a couple of videos and looked at their scripts. Like I didn't even know how to make at first, all of my um, sprites were on the page, and I was like, how do I even make these just like disappear yet? And I, so I went on and found um, that you make them hide or show, so that helps. And then the X and Y stuff, I didn't know. Like mine kept like going like up and around the page, and I was like, how do you just make it on a straight line? So then I found out through one of the PDF tutorials that the X and Y thing, if you just like put your cursor like where you want them to go, it tells you right there, and that's like the numbers you can put. So it is simple stuff, but um, so did you look at projects other people had done to do that, or that was a tutorial, scratch tutorial? The tutorial, yeah. Okay. That video he mentioned it that we um, watching him doing the sprite thing. He he pointed out like the X and Y thing. So um, what did you want me to show? That was good. Anybody okay. else want to ask a question? Wow. Yeah. Okay, that was just great. Just great. Okay. 
Um, do you want to share some feedback for Abigail? Go ahead and type it in. Um, were any of the artwork like things that you found other places? Or um, I made all the sprites except for the um, one of the backgrounds. Santa's sleigh was like a clip art thing, uh -huh. um, and I just um, put it in there and then kind of erased around it because uh -huh. it, it was going to take me forever to make. Right. But everything else I just drew in the paint. All right, now it's going to Christmas cheer. So good job. All right, anybody else want to come share? This always happens because somebody will share first, and it's very good. People are like, oh, well, I'm not going to share. Don't worry. <laughs> All of us are learners. All of us are figuring more stuff out. So you're not going to be graded against Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and work as good creative as that won't get a B or come on somebody else here <laughs> thank you mine doesn't compare to Rudolph Okay, so this one is like a sequel to the first one that I showed. And if you want to download it, why don't you go ahead and download it and that way you'll be able to okay. um, click download the project there in the uh, upper right corner. Uh, yeah. Okay. That way we'll be able to see the scripts. making the zebra go from like over here on the side around this little tree right here. It took forever to make it go the right pattern. And I thought that if I just pasted the same code onto the line that it would follow it exactly, which it should have. But I guess there was something wrong in my scratch and that was when I had to like restart it um, because there was an error somewhere. And so that was kind of a frustrating point, but um, I decided it would be kind of fun to make like a sequel, so it was uh -huh. like a totally different um, thing, like the first one was hide and seek and this one's tag, so. So check out one of your um, sprites and, and talk us through uh, a little bit about what, what's happening on some of these. Um, well, it's really long. I basically just, I had it to where it was over here on the side and I made it so it was only 43% so that it would be smaller. And um, so then I had it repeat different 
like angles and stuff to go like the X moved negative 10 and the Y changed negative 4. And so I just like played around with the proportion to make it right to where it would go at the right angle down through here before it turned around and went up. So that's basically what these are. It's just I just had to adjust it, the X and the Y, to the, the right line that I wanted it to make. And then I had it change the size um, every time that it moved a step. So as it like went farther away, it got smaller. And that's what this one was too. And then I told it whenever it went off to disappear. So it actually looked like he ran away. Right. And it's pretty much the same for the lion. <coughs> How long would you estimate your project to be? Um, well, because of it, the error and everything with having to figure out what was wrong with it, probably like two hours. Any questions for mm -hmm. Good job. All right. Good job. Great. Um, we probably have time for one more person to share. Um, I want to just make a quick comment. I, when I was in Maine, New Hampshire, last week, got to meet a person named Teresa Overall. And um, Teresa worked here in Dallas at the Lamplighter School and if you Google logo the programming language logo was created by um, Seymour Papert in 1967. Okay, this is Seymour. Um, he was actually hit by a motorcycle in Vietnam, I think, three years ago, and has um, um, al was almost killed and um, is is barely able to talk today. He is a he is a genius and just an amazing person. Uh, I've never met him. However, when we were in Farmington, we had a chance to. Meet Teresa, who, as a, as a new teacher in 1978, was the liaison to MIT right here at the Lamplighter School in Dallas, um, which was using Logo and developing Logo. Isn't it amazing to take a look at all the math that is here, okay, that, that has to be learned in order to do this? When I met Teresa, she explained to, to Sarah, my 10-year-old um, my who was with us, that Seymour wanted to... Who knows a foreign language here? When you learn a foreign language, sometimes it's because you have to and you learn the things that you need to survive. Seymour wanted to create a world where math was the language and you had to learn math to do what you wanted to do. So although Scratch today is not exactly the same as Logo, it very much is inherited um, it, it's a descendant of Logo. And so this and our scavenger hunt that we did with video were my favorite activities and projects that we did in our class. Do they send you a course evaluation to do online? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys will get to do feedback. Please be brutally honest with your course feedback and you know, let me know what, what you like good and bad. But I hope that Scratch will be something that you will use with your students and you'll share with them. Um, so have a wonderful holiday. Please leave your surveys if you took them up here. Um, and Thank you. it's been fun.
Let me know when you have questions. And uh, remember, the final is optional, but there's no penalty for taking it if you. I tried to do my last quiz before class started, yes. and it logged me out before I was. Oh.